0: To New Hampshire, and so he's surging up there a little bit. But I think it's going to be Trump, Kasich, Rubio. And this uh, overkill on the Rubio repetition um, has actually rallied some conservatives to his side, as has the Ted Cruz overkill on the Ben Carson story, because there's nothing like uh, the sound of liberal media and Democrats beating up on conservatives to rally people to them. I think Rubio's actually getting a little rebound after the the pylon of the weekend.
1: Yeah, but the pylon wasn't from liberal writers. I mean, the pylon was from everybody. I mean, it was everybody's judgment that you know perhaps it was only three minutes, as you have suggested, but it seemed to be the topic of conversation because he seemed to have momentum.
0: And I'll give you an example. Jennifer Granholm, who is a very smart former governor right. of of uh, Michigan, was on CNN this afternoon, and she brought it up and was joyful with Rubio's decline. She also brought up. Ted Cruz's Canada thing, birtherism from a Harvard Law grad who knows better, they're trying to, I think, systematically uh, sow discord, but really take Rubio out and, and, I, and take Ted Cruz out of the picture so that the Republicans, I think they'd like to run against a, a very weakened nominee who cannot energize young people against Hillary Clinton.
1: But, but so in, in your judgment, this was a temporary hit that now is rebounding to Marco Rubio's favor
0: yes and and what he did was famous line in chris matthews book hardball probably the most important line in politics (laughs) hang a lantern on your problem he leaned into his problem all day yesterday and today and explained what he had attempted to explain three or four times but the reason i think he kept going back to it was he never completed the second you know he got the ninety seconds and he wanted to say President Obama has not failed because he's young, so don't hold it against me because I'm young. President Obama has destroyed what conservatives believe is the core of the country's ethos because he's been successful. And he didn't get that out in 90 seconds, so he kept trying to restart it to explain it. And Christie, being the able prosecutor, and I've had him on so many times, kept interrupting the witness. It was terrific theater. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but I mean, you know that what his argument is that Obama (coughs) wants to change America. He wants to change America with health care. Oh, my God. He wants to change America with an Iran nuclear negotiation and deal. Oh, my God. I mean, that's not exactly somehow changing the ethos of America.
0: Well, the Iran deal, I'll disagree with you on, Charlie. I noted that in the Republican debate, we spent a lot of time talking about North Korea and Libya and problems of the uh, the obama clinton Kerry uh, State Department policy of, of uh, detente with Islamist end-timers. That doesn't work. It's not like detente with the Soviet Union that Nixon arranged. Uh, on the other hand, I do think that... Uh, the the Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton campaigns back and forth over who's going to burn in hell for not supporting the first woman presidency is not exactly the height of a policy debate. So this is the inversion. And I think you might agree with me. Republicans usually argue over personality and Democrats over policy. Right. This is inverted this year, with <laughs> the exception of the Rock'em sockham robots, Jeb Bush and Donald Trump.
1: So the Rock'em Sock'em robots. Uh, why do you think Trump is still winning?
0: Uh, because he is, uh, New Hampshire is a very independent-minded
1: state. Right. They, they value that,
0: they, and he is not anybody's creature.
1: Let's go back to Kasich for a second. Uh, does anybody have the possibility now, without thinking of any particular scenario of catching fire? Yes, uh, John
0: Kasich does, because, again, the Wall Street Journal poll, the breakdown of the 400,000 New Hampshire people who are independent and can vote either Democrat or Republican tomorrow, and they have made up their mind, shows that the most popular Republican, by an overwhelming margin among them, is John Kasich. He appeals to that uh, likability, let's work together, let's grow the country, Ronald Reagan, sunny optimism. And so he can get the lion's share of the Republican independents and pull an upset. I don't think he has enough time but he certainly is gonna get a ticket to South Carolina. And Charlie, the prediction I've been making along with Rick Wilson, a superb political consultant, though some Trump right. people hate him, is that we're gonna have an open convention in Cleveland. No one is gonna have 1,237 delegates. The rules don't work to a majority this year. And so we're gonna have the greatest political convention <laughs> of my lifetime.
1: Is this somehow uh, a wish over, I mean, uh, over experience? You just no, no, wish it's, it?
0: It's, I'm not because, you know, they can't have a winner-take-all primary till March 15th. That means all sorts of delegates have to be divided up proportionally. Carly Fiorina got a delegate in Iowa, uh, and so Carly Fiorina has a chip at that table in Cleveland. The more proportional results that come in, the harder it is and the more scattered the field. And I think